the Saturday Show with Edward Hayden. KCLR. With thanks to Lyrath Estate, Kilkenny's luxury hotel. Perfect for spoiling yourself. More details on Lyrath.com. He's the host with the most. And this is the Saturday Show with Edward Hayden. Good morning. Yes, indeed, it is the Saturday show and indeed it is me, Edward Hayden, with you and with you right through until 12 noon and hopefully you're in a position to stay with me and us here on KCLR until then. We'd love your company. Thanks so much to Natalie for easing us gently into the morning with lots of music and chat and, of course, thanks to Angela Doyle-Stewart there for the news. Arash Arish, Erehean de of Day. Now, the lovely Tara Byrne is with me again today. She is like Miss Casey Lore at the minute and I have to tell you that the lovely Tara will be bringing you into the new year. She is having the biggest New Year's Eve party tomorrow evening on Casey Lore from 10pm 10 10 until 1am so you can ring in 2024 with Tara tomorrow evening if you are available to turn on Casey Lore. Well hopefully you're in good order after uh, after Christmas hope you all got through uh, Christmas well and that you had a nice time with your family and friends um, I suppose not to be not to be a real moan but I'm not sure about G but there just seems to be a tsunami of bad news and bad stories and you know people going through hardship as well so we're very mindful of, of those people and those families and those groups this morning um, who are going through uh, hardship it visits lots of people at different times but um, I just feel at the minute there's a, a tsunami of bad news coming um, as well the good news for many or for so many anyway, hopefully is that I am here um, I had this constant fear I don't know what the, the young people call it's not foam boy I don't know what I had um, but I had the fear all week every morning I used to get up thinking oh Jesus I'm, have I missed the radio I literally was one of these people that didn't know what day it was wasn't at all very funny so yesterday all day I nearly was kind of togged out and ready for the radio yesterday I thought yesterday was Saturday but anyway it's not Saturday uh, today is Saturday and here I am I was up bright early uh, this morning and bushy tailed and, and here but you really wouldn't know what day um, it, uh, it is now, lots lined up on this morning's show, so stay with us. Um, right throughout the morning, we have Shirley Lanigan coming very shortly. We're going to be chatting with Fintan Phelan and Joe Malone, uh, councillors in Kilkenny and Carlo, uh, respectively. We're going to be chatting all things healthy habits with lovely Laura Warren from Elite Living Nutrition. Um, Alan Hughes from uh, Virgin Media's Ireland AM is going to be joining us to tell us about uh, Sammy Jack and the Beanstalk. Mags Bowen, our resident psychotherapist. Alan Foley from the Step House Hotel is going to be telling us what to cook for New Year's Eve and Sarah Brennan and Mark Duffy are coming in to tell us all about Aladdin which is sold out in the Watergate and that's opening next week. Um, I also must tell you about um, and of course we'll have lots of coverage on it uh, here um, on Monday on KCLR 
but the uh, Powley Vale Harriers Welly Race Company Limited are presenting the Castle Comer Welly Race. It's the 44th annual uh, Welly Race and that takes place on New Year's Day. There's a 5k uh, walk or run uh, preceded by uh, the float parade and that's taking place. There's lots of bands. The parade starts at 1pm. The race is at 2.30. Obviously there's always a special fancy dress uh, prizes and rosettes for winners and walkers so you can check out that on the social media and of course you'll find out full details of it here on air on KCLR this coming uh, Monday with James Lakes uh, in charge of proceedings uh, as usual for that 083306 is our dinners ready.ie contact line or of course you can telephone the lovely Tara on 1800 909696 and she will chat uh, with you and send in the message to me um, I was getting my hair done yesterday uh, the lovely Anna Furlong down in Euros uh, does my hair so I was getting my hair cut yesterday and we were chit-chatting about the new year and I had never heard um, but she was telling me about a tradition that she used to do with uh, her son and nieces and nephews uh, years ago in that they used to go out the back door Now, I don't, and then at 12 o'clock she'd go out the back door and then walk around to the front of the house and come in the front door at midnight as in bringing out uh, the old year and then bringing in the new year into the house. So I was just wondering, actually, it got me thinking, as the fella says, uh, are there any traditions that you do? Let us know. 083-306-9696. It's our dinnersready.ie contact line. Uh, let's check in on our resident gardening expert, Shirley Lanigan. Let's see, does she do any kind of tomfoolery around the garden at 12 o'clock on New Year's Eve? Shirley, good morning to you. <laughs> It's tomfoolery now. It's not happening in the garden on New Year's Eve. I can tell you that for nothing. It's happening around the champagne coops. Absolutely, yeah. It's funny, though, that thing about going out the back door and in the front door. I seem to remember when I was young reading about how they did things in Scotland and that sounds to me like what they what they used to do in Scotland I think it was called first footer or first footing or something yeah. and it was the first foot inside the, to come in the front door uh, after the new year it, it was supposed to be somebody lucky how gorgeous I had never heard of it but I thought it was it was interesting and I mean I think it's safe to say that Christmas and New Year in general surely in the wider sense of things is a time of ritual isn't it and there's lots of different rituals in different houses and different families that, that are almost intergenerational at this stage yeah, I mean, you know, if you're, say, if your granny came from England, she's going to have some little uh, nuggets of, 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 of things that they did back in her granny's time, and, and she brings them with her. And the next thing you realize, that's a, a tradition in your family, and it, it becomes forgotten about where it is that it came from. They're, they're, they're very interesting, those things, the way they travel around and mix and get, get sort of mushed into different societies. It's, it's, it's fascinating stuff. For sure and certain. Tell me, um um, how did you get over Christmas, Shirley? Well, do you know something? The turkey was gone by the 28th, which I think is the first time ever. Normally, I, I, I seem to be looking at turkeys, you know, halfway into February. <laughs> and we got, for a, for a change, we got it right. It was, it was fabulous. It was gorgeous. And it was just enough for the dinner, for the few sandwiches, and then a, 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 a pie on the, on the last day. 
Um, How lovely. And wouldn't you be wouldn't you be mad for a a stew or a a beef or lamb curry or something like that uh, by the by by the time it's finished? I'm always mad for a bit of beef. I had a bit of steak yesterday for my dinner. I was dying for a bit of you know something that wasn't kind of a bird or poultry or game or something. It's hilarious, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, steak. Everybody was talking about steak yesterday. We had a stew. Yeah, and that's what you'd be dying for. You'd be dying for something normal. And of course, I met the lovely Master Gregory last week on the street, uh, walking the street with his granny and granddad, which was gorgeous to do. Santi was good to him, no doubt. Ah, uh, Santi was Santi was very good to him. Santi bought trains. His favourite thing was that we went into the book centre in Kilkenny and he could not get over. There's, there's a water feature at the back of the shop, like a sort of a That's good babbling nice. um, water stony thing. And he was glued to it. I just think he thought it was the best thing ever. You go into a, a shop to look for books and you come across this. I mean, I could have left him there for the day. He would have minded himself. Only in Kilkenny. <laughs> Only in Kilkenny. Uh, uh, and uh, you had a nice Christmas as well, Shirley, no doubt. I did. It was it was it was it was quiet yeah. and nice for that. Yeah. And quite Christmas. Very nice. It can be it can be good to be quiet and, and recharge. Now, um do you do anything special for the new year, Shirley, or where do you hold on the new year? Do you know where some people are real new year I myself personally am not a New Year's person, but some people are are, are great advocates and believers of it. I like just a, a, a few people, you know, some of your, you know, two or three of your oldest friends, the, the people you really like. I, the idea of a huge big party and everybody singing Al Lang Syne uh, at midnight and oh, just, ooh, I, I don't know what, I, I'd, I'd be sort of really terrified by that, but a few people is lovely it's really nice either a few people or nobody at all yeah how lovely how lovely now uh, back to the gardens because um, Ashing was chatting with me during the week and she feels that maybe the new year is a time to kind of have a new garden as well or to plan out your garden for the for the new year Uh, from the 6th of January of course after the 21st of December we'll be hoping for a little cock step in the evening so we might have a little bit more uh, grow to head to the garden Oh uh, yeah, but you know something. I, I've 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 gotten out and I've had only a few hours, but they've been so enjoyable. And doing rough work, horrible work, but just just to be out in the air, like cutting cutting back uh, laurel. I have this huge mass of laurel in the back garden, and it's like a, a huge umbrella of the stuff. It's about thirty foot tall and forty foot wide, but underneath it I've got ferns and things now laurel I mean turn your back on it and it grows two metres so you have to go out and knit back all of the branches that come up from the ground and try to turn it into back into a big thicket again so you're constantly nipping it back and I went out and I'd say I filled about four black sacks full of cuttings and branches and leaves, laurel leaves, because they're like leather. They don't they don't do well in the compost. No. And it was so enjoyable, you know, to stand back and say, Wow, you know, the laurel was about to take over and I got in and I showed this what was what and the little ferns and the the, the, the bulbs and things that were down there sort of thinking, Is anybody ever going to release me out into the light again? <laughs> they're all delighted and they're all growing. So it's a nice it's a nice time of the year to, you know, wrap up, put ten layers on. 
and two pairs of gloves. What I do at the moment is on the inside, you put a pair of waterproof, like uh, marigold gloves, and then on the outside, put your gardening gloves because all the jobs are so wet that your gardening gloves will let water in, and the next thing you've got wrinkly fingers. So if on the inside of the gardening gloves you've got a pair of marigolds, you can attack those sloppy, wet, mucky old jobs with me doing at the moment. And you go in and you just feel so happy with yourself. It doesn't look any better, but, you know, you feel like you've achieved something. Yeah. And again, of course, Shirley, we're not too far away and some people, uh, I know I saw on social media over the last week or two, some people have had it. We're not too far away from the budding I would have traditionally called the spring bulbs. Oh, talk to me. I have people coming up on Facebook showing flowering daffodils like three weeks ago. Yeah. And they've all got snowdrops. Now, in fairness, I go out and I look at my own snowdrops. They're not open, but there are white buds there. You know, they'll be open very, very shortly. They'll be open within the next week or so. They'll be beginning. But, but I, I really, I know some people, and I said it's, it's, they're almost like the Beaujolais Nouveau, you know, sort of they've got the Beaujolais two weeks before everybody else because mm-hmm. they tear off to France to grab it double quick. Yeah, no, those, those spring bulbs are coming out. It's, uh, spring is almost done. Absolutely, which is uh, which is great because I think all of these things, you know, they bring that sense of renewal. And now, obviously, they also they also are um, we must be sanguine, I suppose. But they they also tell us that we're all a year older, isn't it? It's a year since we saw them again. I will look. We're we're here. That's we're here to see them. Yes. Do you know, I, I always, I find it very strange that so many people really don't like January and February and they talk about it being so dark and so dull. But it, there's so much happening. Like, scrape down like a centimetre under the soil and you'll see fresh new roots. You've got those spring bulbs coming up. Look at, look at what looks like a bare tree in the distance. When you go up close to it, the buds are alive there and you can see they're getting ready to, you know, in, in, in the next month and two months, they'll burst out into leaf. They're already doing their thing. It's like, it looks quiet, but it's not quiet. There's so much action going on in the background underground. It's, it's such an exciting time. I love it. Caitlin is reminding us that she has six daffodils already out in her garden as well. So uh, savour them, uh, wow. Caitlin, is the message. Of course, I would have plucked three of those already and I'd have them in a bud vase in the bathroom, Caitlin. <laughs> yeah, no, your poor flowers, they don't stand a hope in hell. You always, you're, you're, you're all the time bringing them. Just go to the florist. Yeah. Buy the flowers in the florist and keep the garden flowers in the garden. That's the thing. That's the thing. But it is that that new budding and that new life. You know, it, it does. Um, it's a spectacle of nature, really, isn't it? And and the sense of renewal that it does. We we, we hear tell of birds and we hear tell of animals going into hibernation. But the same too is the case in in floristry and plants and you know larger shrubs and trees, isn't it? That they they go into a period of dormancy and then they come back with great splendor again, Shirley. Yeah, it looks like nothing's happening, but it's all getting ready to explode. And and actually, when you're talking about sort of keeping the place tidy and sorting sorting out messes and things, now is a very good time. You look at brambles. If you've got brambles anywhere in the garden and they drive you up the wall and people will be talking about spraying them, forget about spraying them. But this is a good time of the year when you can get, go in with the really tough leather gloves. You'll see 
the, the they're already beginning to sprout little um begin the beginnings of leaves and if you get in and pull them at the base brambles are amazing they look like they're going to take over the world but they're fairly shallow rooted plants and this is a very good chance this time of year to get in there and start clearing out brambles while they're dormant, while there's not much life going on. So nip back to about a foot all of the old dead, dead, dead branches. You can see them really clearly because the leaves have fallen off. And then close to the ground, two hands and good tough leather gloves. Use the weight of your body to lever, lever them out and you'll vastly reduce the amount of trouble that you'll have with brambles later in the year because you know what growth there is will be much less it'll be much smaller it'll be much weaker and easier to yank out and pull out and cut out. Absolutely, how lovely um, a, a, a lovely text now sometimes we get people coming in and there's that sense of uh, incredulity with regard to their their spring bulbs but a texter has texted us uh, with great positivity and they say good morning Edward and Shirley all my daffodils and snowdrops are out in bloom since Christmas day and they look lovely. So isn't that just someone embracing yeah. them as they come and savouring the moment? Absolutely, yeah. No, it's all, it's all, it's all on the up from here. Absolutely, please God, the spring will be good to us all. Shirley, listen, lovely to chat with you, and a happy new year to you and all of your family. And we'll chat with you uh, again next week and have uh, more gardening conundrums solved then. But for now, happy new year to you. We'll start working properly next week. Please God, yeah. Thanks, Shirley. Good morning. Happy New Year. Now, that's our resident gardening expert, Shirley Lanigan. Let's take a quick look at the text line. The birds are singing too early, says the texter um, as well. But listen, you wouldn't know whether it's just day or night at the minute, you know, because you're waking up at all sorts of funny, uh, at all sorts of funny hours. Edward, please wish Anne Brophy from Greg Noman a very happy birthday. Hope she has a great day. And that's from her sister, Margaret, and the family. And that's from... Um, Margaret and family and that's with thanks and I'd like to join with and wish Anne a very happy birthday Anne is a lovely person and I want to wish her a very happy birthday as well uh, Good morning Edward Happy New Year to you uh, Would you say hello to Bernie Curtis in Barntown in Wexford and wishing Bernie a happy new year and a wonderful 97th birthday How fabulous uh, Congratulations uh, to uh, Bernie and our texture um, is also looking for my mother by Jimmy Buckley is a song so hopefully Brendan might play that over the weekend uh, for you as well but that good wishes for Bernie Curtis's 97th birthday comes in from all the Murphy families in O'Loughlin Road in Kilkenny and also from Mary in Callan uh, as well so thank you uh, for that as well um, good morning Edward hope you had a lovely Christmas thanks for the year of great music crack and laughter may 2024 bring uh, you and all your family good health happiness and joy and that comes in from Bridget Williams and family thank you um, so much uh, a texter says just wondering if it's very early to have camellias flowering now now Shirley is gone but I can categorically tell you that my camellia is flowering uh, in a lovely pot in Greg Namana as well at our front door so um, and it's looking in real good order I have to say so I don't know the world is upside down uh, Jim was on and he says I don't have a back door I'm in an apartment so I just walk out the door walk around the back and in the same door again from Jim and that of course is a New Year's tradition as well let's take uh, a little sus bjog Arash Irish Ikeon Kuplanome it's fun on show The Saturday Show with Edward Hayden KCLR 
With thanks to Lyrath Estate, Kilkenny's luxury hotel. Perfect for spoiling yourself. More details on lyrath.com. Carlo, Kilkenny, KCLR. Now, tough fault, you're rash. You're very welcome uh, back. Edward Hayden here with you on the Saturday show. 083-306-9696 is our dinners ready. Data e contact line. Or, of course, you can telephone the lovely Tara on 1800 96 She's planning and plotting her New Year's party because we have the biggest ever New Year's party tomorrow evening on KCLR. And Tara is getting the honour. An honour normally bestowed to Johnny Barry. So, um, the late, uh, dearly departed Johnny Barry and we remember him at this time but Tara is ringing in the new year tomorrow night on Casey Laura she'll be on air from 10pm until 1am so we wish her all the very best with that uh, endeavour as well Anna's on as well she says hi Edward wishing you and all your family a very happy new year thanks Anne Anne is uh, a great trooper of mine here on the Saturday show each week um, as well and many happy returns to you and all now we're going to uh, have a look at how the political landscape is in Carlo and Kilkenny and I'm delighted to be joined by Councillor Joe Malone of Kilkenny, who's Mayor of Kilkenny, and also joined by Councillor Fintan Phelan, uh, who joins us representing Carlo this morning. Good morning to you both. Morning, Edward. Good morning, Edward. How are you keeping? I'm very good. Happy New Year to you both. Um, Fintan, I'll start with yourself, of course. You've had uh, a whirlwind uh, couple of years. Absolutely. Um, but yourself and Sinead have given birth to um, a, a new baby. So um, tell us about how life is in the feeling household with a new That's baby. It. You can see if... Uh, if you big... thought political was turbulent. <laughs> I have a big cup of coffee here, Edward. But uh, no, we were delighted to welcome our baby boy, uh, John, uh, to the family. Uh, he was born in the end of November so we had a lovely baby for Christmas and everything went great thank God um, but it's a uh, yeah it's it's uh, fascinating you know when you have a baby that all of a sudden you're responsible for this uh, little small guy and of you course. know everything you're thinking what he's doing now and what what you need to get ready what you need to get prepared but you know it's been a fantastic time and over Christmas and I just want to thank everyone for all the well wishes uh, that they've given to both myself and to Sinead Sinead is in good order she's doing great thank God everything That's going good. great send her, send her my regards uh, for sure. Uh, Joe, good morning to you. Hello, How are you? And to your listeners as well and I think that lady was Anne, Anne Rain. Hello Anne, how are you? A great woman. Great you were another, um, yeah, another regular friend. visitor to Ryan's Electrical I am, there. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, good person, very good person and congratulations to Fenton and Sinead. What a gift for Christmas. A baby boy. So you might be in the running for Godfather, Joe. I think you're you're there or thereabouts. I think your name is in the pot. God, <laughs> God help that child. Yeah, absolutely. Come here till I tell you. We're yeah. just going to have a little look back and a look forward uh, this morning, Joe. Of course, you're uh, holding the the office of Mayor of Kilkenny at the moment since I, I think April May. How 7th has seventh of June, Edward? Okay, you, and I was with you on the eighth of June. Yeah, I remember that mm. well. How are you uh, in? Enjoying the, the role. It's not your first uh, no. rodeo, as they say. I love it. I really enjoy it. And, he, you know, I I did my back in there a couple of weeks ago and I had, it was with a physio, but it's back again. And somebody asked me, um, how is it? That's what, the weight of the change. What, what happened to your back? Yeah, and I said, sure, look, carrying the whole town on my back, sure. Yeah. I know. yeah, but look, it's great. It's a great honour and a privilege. And, and the last two months, November, December, have absolutely been mad. Now, to be honest with you, and Vinton would have been the holder of it over in Carlo as well. You know, and, and the people expect things from you and to be there at functions and to represent them. And, and I really love it, to be honest with you. And it's an absolute great honour. Is know. expectation as much, do you think, post-COVID? Because I know the morality was held in great regard in, in and as as Finton finished his his term of office has finished but um, the morality is 
and was held in great regard. Is the esteem still as much post-COVID in terms of people's expectations for the mayor to kind of to rock up and say the cupola focal and, I, and, and preside over events, yeah, Joe? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. I think okay, so. The, the people of Kilkenny and Clinton can speak for Carol, I'm sure they're the mm. same. That they really, you know, like the mayor coming to functions and, and it's, a, it's there for, for, for many years. I know the Local Government Act 2014 changed things, but we in Kilkenny and in Carlow kept the mayor's chain and I think that's, that's a good thing. And people love to see you coming there and meeting people on the street and going to functions and whatever. And even I do, it, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to, but I love putting the, the chains on young people, you know, giving them the opportunity because it's not so much my chain, it's the people's chain and the people elect you. And it's a, a massive honour. And the last... Um, seven months nearly now has absolutely flown and after January's meeting we have just four meetings left to the local elections on the 7th of June and we have to be getting into that now as well and and that's coming and you know so it's, it's, it's great that um, they got the opportunity together once was great but together the second time was fantastic so I love meeting people and not everybody will be on your side but that's okay too I don't mind that and people I respect people and they respect me and, and it's great Kenny is a great city was really rocking down there now the last couple of weeks and I thought that the tourists would be gone or take a break they're not you know they're, they're down there and, and the shops are, are doing well as well which which is great for, for Kilkenny City and the, the, the whole county as well I was in Carlo uh, what I think what day is today you don't know what day is Saturday Friday Thursday it's all Thursday. mixed into one. It's all mixed. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. Mary and Joseph, it's all mixed <laughs> into one. I was in, um, I was in Carlo on Thursday for a good few hours. I had a nice uh, couple of hours mooching around because I had no. Uh, I was at a, a funeral in Lockton Bridge, and I went on upwards. I had no time commitments. I had no one to meet. You know, I was really free as a bird, and I could just uh, wander around. Carlo was hopping as well, um, Finch, and I was over uh, Fair Green direction, mm-hmm. Home Store and Moor direction into Fair Green, and then over onto um, the potato market and all that. It was hopping. Absolutely, and there's been lots happening over the last couple mm. of months, and even if you think in the last six months, like I, you know, walking through town the other day, one of our new public buses passed me by, uh, packed. And, you know, it's great to see that people availing of, uh, for example, or the public bus, the new e bike. What areas does that straddle? Um, so that Finch. covers two routes uh, one goes from MSD uh, right through to Tyndall College through the centre of town and another route goes uh, from the Talbot Hotel and Dunn Stores in Grey Cullen right through then out to the Wexford Road and they both intersect in the town centre it's fantastic amenity um, and I think you know what shows the success of it Edward is that people now and, and indeed myself and the council are calling for increased capacity at peak times and for an additional third route uh, to service areas that aren't covered so close to their roots and I think that's a, an example of how when people are given the alternatives they will use them I think that's great and, and you're right Like there's been lots happening I think you were at the um, uh, show Striking Productions Panto I uh, individual yeah, you know it's great packed Jesus, out I'd be every shot single if I didn't night go. Do you know every single night yeah. of the week and, and day and shows a wealth as well, of talent on and display. a wealth of talent and you know people want to come in they want to enjoy those uh, kind of shows and I think that was fantastic and it's a credit to the different organisations that organise things like that every single year Absolutely. And um, Finton, with regard to, we were very recently on, in KCLR circles, we were up in 
can't think of the proper name of it now the 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 Carlo Pharmacy or or whatever it's that up of that new area up near Mattress Mick and yes. and Easy Living and all of that. I mean that area that zoned area is really after developing as a kind of a retail hub. Uh, originally, when that would have uh, would have got into play, there was a kind of um, I won't say resistance, but people felt that it was going to kind of perhaps eclipse the the town centre. And I know Tolo Street was was well commented on at the time. How has that played out as this area out in the kind of the suburbs has developed? How has it affected, in your opinion, the, the town centre or I suppose in another way, how is the town centre uh, surviving at the minute? Yeah, and I think it's it's a challenge, I think, for every town in the country is to try and ensure that, you know, your town core, it maintains busy, it keeps, you know, a footfall going. And I suppose in the past number of years, there has been a lot of out-of-town development mm. uh, that's meant that businesses have moved out of town and it's brought a bit of footfall. But I think the challenge there is you know not to you kind of draw a line and say that's done but it's to try and see how can we reinvent our town centre how can we try and ensure uh, that there's urban renewal uh, and if you look at just give two examples one is the new outdoor uh, Carlo Exchange the new covered outdoor area we on were Potato Market. It during the summer it's, it's fantastic it's uh, a melting pot absolutely and you can have concerts there you have your farmers market there every Saturday morning uh, and it's fantastic and it brings people back into the town centre if you look at now one of the things I've been uh, trying to drive in in the County Council has been the um, you know trying to tackle dereliction within the town centre, and now the local authority is trying to you know use a carrot and use a stick uh, with people to try and say, look, there's grants available there if you want to re-enhance some of your uh, vacant buildings or derelict buildings. There's a substantial grant from the government, up to seventy thousand, to try and uh, bring life back into our town centre. All of those schemes are vital, and I think it's through those schemes uh, and looking forward that we can try and bring a bit of urban renewal back into our town centre. Joe, one of the biggest things, and I suppose in, in a similar vein to, to Finton, of course, the town centre is so important as this kind of central hub, isn't it? Uh, one of the biggest elements of controversy that you see on social media with regard to Kilkenny is the kind of the bollards and the one-way system. And there's, I suppose, um, it's a cure-its egg, really, isn't it? There's 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 great resistance to it on one <coughs> part, and then there's, there's, there's great support from the other. How is that going to play out in 2024? Are we going to keep it? Are we going to get rid of the, the double bollard system? Because it's, it's you know, it's not the most aesthetically pleasing currently. No, it's not, no. Uh, I'd say, to be honest with you, we're not going back to the two way. Okay. I don't believe we can. So the I, route as it is will remain, I think you reckon? So, it will, yeah. Maybe a bit of twigging, but the bollards will be coming down, yeah, and it has to be made more friendly for cyclists, buggy users and um, wheelchair people and children, whatever. You know, for people want to step out, I think it's I think it's working fairly well, particularly on the high street when our, our Rosen Street, because Rosen Street, as you know, is very narrow. People can step out into that little bay there and let a wheelchair user or a buggy person, whatever, w- walk on mm. or move along. But, um, yeah... There's been a lot of controversy to it over the years, but I believe myself is here to stay, and I'm going to say something now. It might cause trouble, but oh, Jesus, down the line, listen yeah, in, folks. Down the, <laughs> down the line, down the line, I think Carlo, Kenny, all everywhere, we're going to have to look at more pedestrianisation of our centre of the, the centre of the of the town. You look at Grafton Street, or look at uh, Kieran Street, and I'm sure Carlo might have one as well. Pedestrianisation, you know, like you go down Kieran Street any any day. Mm. Winter, summer places is hubbing. There's no traffic. There's no, you know, we have too many fumes and with the climate change and all that. I think, you know, and I think that will bring more people 
it annoys me to be on high streets and see bumper to bumper traffic and maybe it's just a driver in the car I always, I ask myself where are you going if you're walking or cycling there's a good chance that you might go into a shop whatever get a coffee or, or whatever but there, there'll be changes on the way and people say we're not ready but sure maybe we'll never be ready but I think we have to be brave as well and I have no problem saying that down the road I believe that we're going to have pedestrianisation maybe not 24 hours a day but certain times to let people into the city centre and back into the core and I know when just to finish on Kilkenny on High Street Super Quinn is our super value mm. as close in the market cross and that's a big um Lull there, so hopefully very soon in the new year, some um, other business will move in there as well. And I know Tesco is going as well to the city, to the core, and now it's on the, to the Mart, the old Mart site as well. And I think that can only be, be good for the city and the county as well. I wonder, is there any correlation between Super Value pulling out and Tesco pulling in? I wouldn't know, to be honest with you. Edward there but what the story is there I don't know but to be fair Super Value wasn't going well for the last number of years mm. you know and it's a pity to have the, the car park there and it's in the centre I miss it because I used to go in there it was handy when you're on the town just go in and get your few items in the bag mm. cycle home walk home whatever but that's, that's the way that's the way life is unfortunately you might stay with us we'll take a little break uh, Fintan Phelan and Joe Malone remaining with us Erasherie uh, Shikyong Kupla Nomad this Saturday show on KCLR with Edward Hayden. It's Carlo Kilkenny KCLR. Now you're very welcome back, uh, Councillor Joe Malone and Councillor Finton Phelan. Uh, remain with us in uh, studio. Um, going to look at the new year and see your thoughts on the new year in a few minutes. But I just wanted, uh, I suppose, it's one of the most pertinent issues for for so many people is to get a, a situation or an audit from your perspective on the housing situation uh, across Carlo and Kilkenny. We're we're hearing so much of so many bad cases with regard to homeless and then availability of refuge and, and everything like that. Fintan, from a Carlo perspective, could you give us maybe some of the figures around that, what the kind of the, the housing and homelessness situation is there and the kind of the, the, the opportunities for refuge? Absolutely. Like, it continues to be extremely challenging, um, the housing and homeless situation. Um, obviously, no one wants to see anybody homeless. Um, and... The, I know Carlo local authorities they do everything they can uh, to try and ensure that people are prevented from going into homelessness we do have a number of supports in place to prevent that we have dedicated uh, staff in the council that uh, coordinate a response to those that may find themselves homeless and particularly over this Christmas period we have a number of um, uh, venues around Carlo town are able to uh, host people and people are able to have uh, shelter during that period uh, and there's no question Edward the general situation in relation to housing continues to be uh, difficult. There simply just isn't enough houses there uh, for people. But if you look at you know what we're trying to put in place uh, in Carlow, indeed in Kilkenny and wider afield, to try and uh, address the situation. Uh, for example, uh, next month hopefully we're going to be having our first affordable housing scheme launched in Carlow. That'll be in Cushtar on the Tuller Road. That will make uh, houses available for families uh, to purchase at an affordable level to their income uh, and it's where the council will take an equity stake in the house and I think that schemes like that uh, can many houses will be in that scheme be 20 plus houses to start in that scheme um, and I think there'll be a, a great uptick in it and if it proves successful there's no reason why we can't continue and 
to do more. Uh, if you look at what I mentioned in relation to uh, the vacant and derelict uh, homes grant, a uh, refurbishment grant for people, uh, that's taken a building that's derelict, you can get up to €70,000 uh, towards the refurbishment of that building and that can be used in conjunction then as well uh, with other government grants and schemes uh, like the first buyer scheme. They're all really important to allow families to get themselves onto the uh, foothold of, of the property ladder and we can see the rents are continuing to rise and I think it's trying to find that balance but there's no question Edward it's house building we need to try and ensure. The council have been afforded uh, an increase in capital investment will that uh, investment or will that uh, increase go towards housing or what's the kind of the, the plan where is that going to be ring fenced? Yeah for? I think we will have uh, there, without question there's been an increase in terms of our house building and house construction if you look at uh, at the moment on Barrick Street that's some, a place where people have said uh, for many years now uh, has been an eyesore in the heart of Carlow Town uh, that now has gone to uh, you can see builders are on site there at the moment and that's going to take uh, seven units now in the heart of Carlow Town turn back into family homes that's homes for seven families in Carlow uh, I think that's vitally important and I think it's more schemes like that uh, throughout 2024 uh, is going to be uh, critically important both for our town but also for individuals and families as well Are there people sleeping on the streets in Carlow? Yeah there's a small number I think uh, most recent figures that are in municipal district and people would see when they go around is about two people uh, are rough sleeping in Carlow Town uh, and I suppose the local authority has provided uh, every support they can and, and it's very difficult situations for people and I don't want to comment on individual situations but there are supports available for people who do find themselves rough sleeping Joe the same question uh, with regard to Kilkenny because housing is, is, is a big issue Kilkenny I, I suppose with a larger population um, as well yeah, I, I had the, the privilege of being chairperson of the housing body there in Kenny County Council for three years up to last year. And um, you can see on the ground now, Edward, i just give an example, the, the western environs out around Kilcree and out, the, out that road there right across to the wetlands, there's anything up to 3,000 houses being built. Like as the slogan goes, lot done, more to do. I would give credit to, to the minister. To be fair, you know he's gone around. Has been, I'm not sure, but I'm sure it's Carlo and the country's the same. He's gone around on many occasions. He's came to Kilkenny, and one thing that if you if you walk or drive around Kilkenny now, you will see an improvement over the last two or three three years, particularly in the in the western environs, even out there on the Callan Road. There's over 90 houses being built, um, socially affordable. But I'd love to see the I'd what's love on to, the list, Joe. Sorry, what's on the list? Who's looking for these houses? What are the numbers but like sure, around that? Yeah, they're, they're, they're single people there's men there's women there's they're, they're families you know all, all, all across the board but I would like to see Kilkenny County Council Edward being the, the ones uh, building houses like I came mm-hmm. from a council house mm-hmm. you know and, and um, that was that worked very well that time I don't know why it was ever changed and of course like we have um, a homeless problem here as well we have the, the we have the good shepherds down there and they're doing great work they've, they've built on and they've put people out into the community as well they're now looking after the house allocation for the council, is that correct? They're looking after some of it, yeah, not okay. looking after it all, no, they're looking after some of it. But, you know, yeah, thinking about is there homeless in Carlow, there's homeless in Kilkenny as well, and, and I'm going to say it out straight, some of it is mm. self-inflicted, you know, the people have a choice, and um, I know that the Good Shepherd don't ever turn anyone away, 
you know, and we have a great housing department here in Kilkenny County Council as well, and they do their utmost, even right through the, the Christmas, they're on call and one thing or another, and people can access the through the Kilkenny County Council or the, the Good Shepherd as well, if they're in other agencies as well. I know a particular um, entrepreneur in Kilkenny, a man, a developer, a landlord really, has, has housed a lot of people, or men in particular, over the years, and that that can't go unnoticed as well and I know we have the other the issue as well with, with refugees and, and all that as well coming into into our country you know so there, there's a lot done a lot more to, 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 to go and I see there's planning permission now and the, and the any people over the last couple of weeks for, for other developments in the in the city and that but as, as in particular they're focusing on the, the western environment out at the Dixborough side and um, up on the, the Callan Road Water Road 20 2024 Finch and what's it going to hold for you personally and politically well, what's your plan of attack your modus operandi I think Joe alluded to it earlier on it's going to be a very uh, busy year obviously we have a local elections now coming up in 2024 uh, in June of 24 so we'll be, be back knocking, out knocking they'll be knocking the door lads knock and run. <laughs> we'll be back out knocking but you know I I, I and think a lot of politicians you know enjoy elections I, I certainly I, I love elections because it's a time to take stock as well you know you get to re-engage mm-hmm. with people um, certainly over the last the environment five, is very different it so is. it'll be interesting to see what the reaction there's a lot of people in, in bother uh, you know there are and, and, and I think you know even if you look at and I know over the last six months and, and consistently since the last local elections it's try, about trying to keep in touch with people it's about trying mm-hmm. to get the message out there um, I would always try and, and link in to do a bit of canvassing as, as you go because I think it's important to, to keep au fait with what the issues are locally mm-hmm. and I think that's the important thing on, on the local council um, as well um, I got a huge honour to have been informed before Christmas that party members nominated me to contest the party's convention for the European elections okay. so that was a, a massive honour to receive that party members felt uh, that I would be a good job as a representative do a good job as a representative in Europe it's something that I'm considering with my supporters and family over the next couple of weeks to see what my next move is but certainly from listening to people uh, Edward over the last number of weeks on it they've been saying to me that you know Leinster and the wider southeast region needs a strong Fianna Fáil representative uh, in Europe from this region uh, we would have had a fantastic representative here for many years in Lee Mailward mm-hmm. uh, did a, a significant job for people uh, and for this region I think that's critically important that Leinster uh, and the east and the wider southeast region is not forgotten in Europe And have you decided to run with this uh, Finn? and are you going to go? Oh, well, that's something I'm going to be uh, taking stock now over the next couple of weeks. Ah, all um, of our listeners that love to know your decision. <laughs> well, don't, renege, don't renege the opportunity, no, well, Fintan. We'll, we'll, we'll be back in touch on it, but it's, it's certainly that I'm giving something given serious consideration to because, as I say, I do feel that uh, this uh, Carlo Kilkenny... Uh, Leinster and the wider southeast region it's critically important that their voices are heard at the European level OK well, listen if I was a betting man uh, Joe is there a, uh, was there a similar call uh, into Kilkenny for me no well for anybody is I, I don't think so no in fairness to Fintan he's a young man he's good experience and all fairly well hard worker on the ground and all that nationally he's involved as well with the party and sure look if you put your name forward I'm going to say it now uh, I hope you get the support of the of the representatives here in Kilkenny first of all and then the people people because you're over the will you give him a vote Joe I would have I'd canvas for him well that's the, but that's, no, that's I would in that's, that's fair you know, enough like that's I, fair I, enough I about uh, par- the party as well but at the same time I mean I would do that but but when you recognise good people very briefly Joe 2024 what's it going to hold for you my well, time is hope, up against me I just me. hope 
Edward, I saw Lachlan Gales would bring back to Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> on the 21st of, okay. of January. Forget and about I was politics, it's all still. Paddy Deegan is the man. <laughs> Joe at Malone, Finch and Fiona, thanks, thanks, thanks so much everyone. for joining thanks us and a happy new you. year to you all. We'll take a break and we're going to have all things uh, elite living nutrition just after this. Did You're very welcome back. 0833069696 is our dinnersready.ie contact line. Well, I suppose as we gear up for the new year, uh, lots of us are thinking about our resolutions not sure where people are fixed with resolutions but particularly when it comes to uh, weight loss and health and diet and nutrition and exercise so today we're diving into the topic of why easing back into this healthy routine might be more effective than extreme dieting and joining us to discuss this is the lovely Laura Warren who is a nutrition and wellness expert and uh, owner of Elite Living Nutrition. Laura good morning to you. Good morning, Edward. How are you? I'm very good, Lauren. Thanks so much for joining us. And again, I suppose that's what people are doing. And I know that's uh, from following you on social media. That's what you're encouraging people to do is to ease back gently into that healthy routine after kind of maybe any splurges that we could have had over the festive season, Laura. 100%. Um, it's understandable, as you know, people will want to make the first start um, on their way quickly um, in January, especially after all the overindulgences over Christmas. But <laughs> let's face it, most of us are feeling very sluggish and bumpy, and that's allowed, but we need to be fine to ourselves, Edward, you know. Um, like time, uh, year in, year out, people take on too much, they start the game, they start all these fad diets, and uh, they're just setting themselves up for um if you just be easy on yourself and ease into it this year, if you get the nutrition right, um, you will be doing very, very well. Because as you know, you can exercise till the cows come home. But unfortunately, if your nutrition is not right, you're asking, you know. Absolutely, for sure. And, you know, many of us, Laura, can kind of do the, the three-day cabbage diet or the kind of uh, eat, eat, eat half a tub of uh, cottage cheese with a half a grapefruit and a dozen boiled eggs and you lose 10 pounds in a minute. But extreme dieting is, is not the way to go. Oh, no. Look, listen, uh, we've done it at some point um, in our lives uh, and we have a huge healthy appetite and it really seems that people are so dieting. It ends up their bodies, they're punishing themselves when there's absolutely, absolutely no need. There's no perfect solution for all unique and beautiful in our own and healthy living is not about finding your shape or your size. It should be about nourishing your body with the right food, nutrients and vitamins to have a meaningful and happy life. That's what um, I am doing to all my clients that are starting with me on the 8th of January and on the 30-day Scott and Shred program. So my program involves eating delicious full food where I teach my clients the basic uh, principles of nutrition, Ed- Edward. You know that yourself. Um, you went through it. I did, surely. Um, I did, very successfully. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I completely dispel the notion that healthy eating is about punishing yourself. It doesn't have to be. Um, and of course, then, you know, um, Laura, just apologies for a second. I might ask you to move over towards a window or something. The quality of the line is is, is diminishing a little bit. Is that better? Now, I think that's a, a little bit better because you're you're telling us how people can kickstart their weight loss journey for the new year. Yeah. So basically, look, I mean, if you start by 
if your uh, listeners start by incorporating more fruit and vegetables, reduce their portion size and gradually increase physical physical activity. Uh, with a light walk, 20 minute, 30 minute walk. But as I said, the, the nutrition is key. Um, don't be following anybody that's making uh, you feel bad about yourself. There should be no body shaming. Follow somebody that's going to inspire you and that you're going to learn something from. And, um, you know, you just want um, a balanced and sustainable approach to the weight loss program instead of looking into dieting, you know. Absolutely. And Laura, if people wanted to uh, to work with you or maybe to get some inspiration, because I know you post lots of uh, recipes for, for free for people and lots of different advice, but you also do that one-to-one uh, facility. If people wanted to get in contact with you, perhaps you might sign posts as to how they could do so. Absolutely. Um, you can find me on social media. My handle is Belief Living Nutrition and my website is com. If they would like to uh, roll into the 8th of January start date for the 30 day shred program, they can email me, they can send me a WhatsApp, call me, whatever is handy, I'll be more than happy to give them a call. Absolutely, and I know uh, one of your big beliefs is in good quality food and from scratch cooking. And I can think if we if we think about that and focus on that, it's not a bad place to start for sure. No, you know, and we're blessed. Um, we live in a beautiful island. We have the best food in the world. And um, I educate people on the importance of the basic principles of nutrition. We will nail it right in 2024. Please, please don't go to extreme dieting. Forget your shake diets. Forget your juice diets. You have to nourish to flourish. And that's my whole ethos. Eat, yeah, have to eat. Eat well. Laura, lovely to chat with you and a very happy new year and continued good wishes to yourself and all at Elite Living uh, Nutrition. No doubt we'll chat again in the fullness of time. But for now, good morning and happy new year. Thank you very much. Any happy returns. And now that's Laura Warren of Elite Living Nutrition. We're going to take a little break, just a little bit late, coming up to 11 o'clock and we'll have the news with the lovely Angela Doyle Stewart and her lovely... Um, what would I say? I'll have to think of a colour for that. It's a green frock. I'll have to think what kind of a green it is. It's a kind of a light moss green. I'll have to think about that. But I'll tell you what colour the frock is after the news. But for now, uh, heading over to Angela very soon. Healthy Habits on KCLR. Sponsored by Natural Health Store Kilkenny. Stockists of New Nordic Fat Burner. An advanced herbal tablet supporting effective fat metam. Natural Health Store. Feel good on the inside. This Saturday show with Edward Hayden. KCLR. With thanks to Lyrath Estate, Kilkenny's luxury hotel. Perfect for spoiling yourself. More details on lyrath.com. Tough all Ash. Edward Hayden here with you. You're very welcome back. 0833069696 is our dinners ready. IE contact line. Lots of questions coming in. We were joined earlier on by Councillor Joe Malone and Councillor Finton Phelan. Edward, my daughter and partner broke up. She has to pay the mortgage on her own. My question now um, could or should Kilkenny County Council buy her house and then she could pay and eventually own it. Lots of questions coming in also with regard to drugs in city and county of Kilkenny. Uh, commentary with regard to the housing allocation being taken over by Good Shepherd. Trucks on the high street should be in the city before 11 and allow shoppers uh, park then to go to the chemist or post office. Uh, the loading bays are not customer friendly says a texture. Mary is also on and Mary would like to see uh, large 
public buildings and halls being used uh, and converted for people to live uh, in with um, and that people would be happy and delighted to have shelter here in Kilkenny uh, so says Mary and lots more texts coming in with regard to that and of course the bollards in Kilkenny uh, are not in keeping with our lovely city and the council spend lots of time daily screwing them back down having been knocked down by trucks as well says a texter keep the texts coming in to us 0833069696 now I'm delighted to be joined on the telephone line by my good friend Sammy or known to you all as Alan Hughes from uh, Virgin Media's Ireland AM he's currently starring in Sammy Buffy and the Beanstalk at the National Stadium Alan good morning to you Good morning to you, Edward. We go from bollards to... There you go. That's the type of show that you have. Absolutely. It's all-encompassing here on the Saturday show. All-encompassing. Good morning. Listen, Good morning it's... To you and all your listeners. It's lovely to talk to you, and thanks, Alan, for taking the time out, because I know it's helter-skelter at the minute. I had the joy of being up to see Sammy Buffy and the Beanstalk in the National Stadium a couple of weeks ago. It is a fantastic spectacle of both acting and dancing and music and uh, effects and special effects and lighting as well. You're back at it after Christmas, Alan. We're back. We've been doing two shows every day. So at 2.30 and at 6.30 today, two shows every day until the 7th Sunday week. So, but you know what, Edward, we love it. I think, you know, you saw there when you came up tonight, you came. We all just so have so much fun doing it. And like, we've such a great cast. And as you say, the effects we have, we've, we've invested in this massive video wall and it just brings the whole thing to life. And it's incredible. And of course, my husband, Carl's writing is, uh, as I say, is second to none and I, I just think that's what encompasses it is that the adults are having as much fun as the kids and when the kids see the adults having fun they're loving it as well so it's it's that whole circle of thing that we, we try to create and it's work for us and we're just having great fun and we're getting loads of visitors from which is great and they're sending their names around saying we've travelled up for the day to see you so I'm delighted about that and that's why I was delighted to take your call this morning Oh well listen they love the they love the history of Panto down here in, in Carlo and Kilkenny so they travel far and wide for it that's the thing um, Alan and you mentioned there about Carl of course that's the interesting thing isn't it because the night I was there uh, and I was there child, child free but there is something in the Panto for everyone Everybody. You know, there's enough to kind of engage both adults and children. And that's a kind of a difficult kind of um, bench to straddle, really, isn't it, in terms of both the writing and performance? Yeah, it really is, because you can go to some pantos, and you're saying all pantos, and, and people should try and get out and support their local pantos as well, because I'm a great believer in that. That they, For some children, it's the first time they'll see a live show. They'll see live action on stage. Maybe instilled live theatre, maybe they'll go on to perform, or, or just to have that in them as well, so they're not just watching television, boxes, and all that type of thing, you know? And I love that. I love that interaction with it and that we do we've always done it Carl's always done it we we have that little thing like we've great dame Rob Murphy and Buffy and Johnny Ward from Fair City as the the Baron and so the kids are booing him but yeah our dame is quite well should we say risque maybe risque but in, <laughs> in a lovely way in a lovely in way in a lovely way know, for sure and what about the poor daddies 
that is get an awful time at our show because <laughs> it, and, but they love it because we do I think we're the only theatre in the country we drag all the daddies up at the end to dance and we get them up and the kids love to see the daddies making the show themselves and mortifying themselves I remember two years ago this little kid ran up to me while we had the daddies on stage and I said yeah she's like little five and she, she forgot my daddy and I said no we did forget him where is he so of course we went off the stage mortified the daddy and got him up for the child was made she was trash and then that child said her parents were saying oh, she was the one who said that you miss me daddy and so she wants to come every year to see the daddy on the stage oh, how you know, it's lovely. little things like that it's just it's just little things like that that have a great effect with kids and feedback and we've been getting on our on panto.ie has been amazing just reading the reviews there this morning and it's just a great and we're very proud with 25 years there fit here producing the show together so we're actually very proud of it this year and I think we've done a great job and well, hope everybody who's listening this morning can come and see it well deservedly so with regard to coming to see it Alan I know that the run continues for another little while and into the yeah. into the new year what's the situation with regard to availability and how can people get in contact maybe to, to book a group because yeah, there's lots of listeners say, true, this morning yeah, through panto.ie, just go on to panto.ie, that's our website, because there's good availability next week when people go back to work, good availability those few days. Weekends always get really busy and it's busy at the moment, but definitely next week if you want a good day out, uh, come along and see us and make sure you send your names around and we give you a big shout out and so say that you heard us on the Edward Hayden show. <laughs> there you have it. And we'll, give them, we'll give them special attention. Where else would you hear it? Well, Alan, the continued good wishes to yourself and Carl and uh, Rob and as you said Johnny and all the cast it's uh, it's a super show and I can heartily uh, recommend people to go to see Sammy Buffy and yeah. the Beanstalk at the National and Stadium course, which is a fantastic and, and venue and very easy to access here from Kilkenny and Carlo. Is, yeah there's there's parking there on site and just lots of street parking and then, and some of the daddies and I know what to come see Una Healy as well on the stage as well as the beautiful fairy queen she looks amazing. For sure. So come along and see it. there's something for everyone. Alan lovely to talk to you and good morning. You too. Edward. God good bless. Thanks bye so bye. Much. See you soon. Bye bye. That's Alan Hughes there from um, Panto.ie telling us all about Sammy Buffy and the Beanstalk. Uh, lots of texts coming in there as well. We had one from the UK. Hi Edward, wishing you and all the family and all of yours and all of the listeners all the best for the new year. Hope it brings good health and happiness. We had a great Christmas in Greg the Man and that's from Teresa and Michael from High Street and London. So thank you uh, Teresa and Michael and lovely to have you uh, listening to us uh, this morning as well um, Joe Malone is an asset and a wonderful man for what he's done for young people uh, and best wishes to him for the new year says a texture um, and uh, as well so thank you for that I'm delighted to be joined in studio by our resident uh, psychotherapist Mags Bowen which let's see hold on let get my button here ready Mags Bowen good morning good to morning, you Edward. how are you it's great to see you and it's lovely to see you as well we have you back a little bit sooner because we thought how uh, better to get us prepared for the new year because the new year I was talking to Shirley earlier on this morning I'm not a new year's person you know I've tried everything now at this stage I've tried everything I've had the party I've gone to the party I have stayed in I've gone out I went to the bell ringing in St. Canis' Cathedral um 
I think actually my best the best one and it wasn't great is I went for a walk in the afternoon went into the pub home at 10 o'clock and got into the bed (laughs) and and I've done it all and none of them have really you know there's great pressure to kind of be ho 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 and there's great pressure to be you know happy and to do this big audit on ourselves and think it's all going to be better And that is pressure. What should we be doing in your opinion professionally? I think it is pressure and I suppose I would have said to you over the years I don't particularly like the notion Mm. of New Year's resolutions you know I banned it from my vocabulary this morning in anticipation because I knew she's not a fan (laughs) I don't because I think it does put pressure on you and I suppose I was just thinking about it this morning before I came over and I thought you know we can't place a goal we can't aim a goal we can't set a goal without actually being on the field of play so in order for that to happen and I'm waiting for the eye roll across from me uh, we need to sit with ourselves and ask ourselves Mm. what do I want from the new year because we know perhaps what society would like us to take and we know what's going to be on sale now for the next month and we know what's going to be on offer and we know what we're going to be uh, listening to um, around you know diets or getting Mm. fit or joining new clubs or becoming more sociable or more active or slimmer or fitter or all the rest of it and I think sometimes it's really important to ask actually what would we like to do that gives us a stretch that gives us a little bit of a a goal a you know to feel motivated but not a struggle not to be gauging and judging and measuring ourselves by those around us and society at large so I do think yeah we set the goals but we have to be within our own playing pitch I saw a thing yesterday on social media you saw me frantically finding it on my phone here as I was talking to you and I thought it was fantastic Um, and I'll ask you now to kind of professionally analyse it it's very short but I thought it was it was great Um, now that I'm looking at it I'm wondering is it anyway I'll read it anyway I'm wondering is there there's, there's positive and negative connotations depending on your reading there will always be someone richer better looking and funnier than you fun fact you're that person for someone else run by your own internal scorecard I mean we do all want to be thinner you know I think sometimes these if we call them resolutions they're they're idealistic aspirations aren't they where we should be probably thinking you know we get out alive yeah. because as I started the show this morning I, there's a tsunami of bad news and people going through bother at the minute I, I, I've just been overwhelmed by it over the last couple of months yeah. with different people in, in trauma Yes and, and I suppose it's looking at you know why do I want to be thinner why do I want to be fitter why do I want to be more sociable why do I want to look like this it's a projection perhaps of the parts mm. that we're not particularly comfortable with ourselves so wouldn't that be a gift and a new way for the year if that's what we wanted to do is to sit with those parts and say okay fine if I'm not particularly happy with that aspect of me how might I look to working on that not you know I suppose we spoke a couple of weeks ago and I was asking you you know if we looked at all the W's and then get to the how Mm. you know if we looked at what might we like to change what might we like to be different what might we like to be more enjoyable doesn't have to be slogging all the time we don't always have to do it the hard way Um, and don't worry about the how but just you know what makes me start looking at different resolutions or intentions based on expectations that may not be mine or based on a relationship I have with parts of me that may not be kind so I think it's really, really important to look and say, I can only be me. Mm-hmm. And yes, I have permission to work on various parts of me, um, but only if that's meaningful for me 
only if I'm doing it for myself, not for other people or not to keep other people's judgments at bay or, to, or the perceived judgments actually more realistically at bay. We spoke a couple of weeks ago about loneliness. I have another is word now this morning mm-hmm. that I wanted to tease out with you and that is the whole notion of happiness. Yes. So like if, if we focus on what we're talking about is the aesthetics, if we have kind of like rock hard pecs and a washboard stomach and a bottom, bottom like the Kardashians, is that going to make us any happier? And maybe the bigger question, and and this is probably the biggest question I've ever asked you, Mags, on our time together. How do you get happy? How do you be happy? You become content with who you are, where you are and how you are. I was in Denmark this year and um, had a really interesting conversation with a, a guide on a bike tour, actually. And, you know, we spoke about, look, you know, you're advertised as one of the most happy nations on earth. And he said, actually, you need to be careful around the description of that. It's not happy. It's content. We are quite content as a population. And it was really, really something that interested me. And I bought a book on it afterwards. And it was the whole notion of how do I become content and how do I become cosy? within myself and as we heard the word cosy you always oh yeah I could feel my shoulders <laughs> as you said it, in your face. My, yeah but if we become cosy within ourselves and we have small little rituals and small little practices that we build up you know having milky coffee rather than that coffee if that's what we want warming slippers on the radiator before we put them on uh, sitting with the hot water bottle at our back small simple simple little tasks but if we start to encounter that concept of feeling cosy that brings a contentment and actually that's where happiness grows from because you can have the washboard stomach and you can have this that and the other but we can have then the validation from the external world from outside of ourselves you're looking fantastic you're looking great what's your secret what are you doing but if we don't have that sense of contentment and connection and coziness within it's kind of like that teflon moment it's the, like the non-stick pan when we hear those compliments from the outside it doesn't it's nice to hear but it doesn't particularly stick or connect like velcro does so if we want the Velcro moments where, yeah, we feel, oh, people are noticing my contentedness or my happiness or my happiness within. That's lovely. And I'm really, really hearing that because I'm feeling it from inside too. And doesn't life, though, sometimes throw a kind of a big bag of marbles in front of our feet, which makes us difficult for us to walk in that it does. content shoes? Yeah, it really does. And it is just very important to recognise, you know, even if I am walking on those marbles, what are the best shoes to keep upright? And how do I mind myself when I slip? And recognising that, you know, it's not all about removing the marbles and sweeping them all away and expecting life to be free-flowing and wonderful. It's not It's not the way. Um, and we are going to have to deal with, you know, all through our lives and sometimes are more challenging than others. But walking on those marbles is certainly um, part and parcel of life, unfortunately. But if we equip ourselves, it's kind of like the saying, there's no wrong weather, it's just wrong clothes just equip ourselves with um, what's the best walking shoes to negotiate those marbles and where do we take the pit stops and who do we ask to accompany us from time to time Yeah because it's people get so many challenges don't they you know so many difficult things come to visit people um, and, and, and difficult sometimes to, to manage or negotiate or yeah. using your own word accommodate those they, they do and I think it's very important that going into the new year that you know if people are facing um, challenges that they know 2024 will, will bring forward you know they won't be left behind I suppose it's important to just recognise your limits as well 
and that if you are walking on those marbles and have been for quite a while, first of all, recognise am I in the best possible walking shoes for the conditions I'm in? So in other words, that means am I eating regularly? Am I sleeping as well as I can? Am I connecting with people for a coffee or just a bit of a laugh occasionally? And recognise your limits you know, we, we can only take on so much and then we need to rest. Um, I suppose as well, it's to respect your feelings and your emotional responses to walking on, the, I love that analogy, to walking on those marbles. Um, and what do you need to restore and to replenish? Also measure, you know, from your own world, not how somebody else is managing or not how somebody else is walking on there because they have a unique set of marbles. And that includes people even in the same family. We spoke about this with grief. Yeah. On the outside, Your the experience. whole family may be dealing with a similar situation, a similar challenge, but each person is walking on their own set of marbles. And when one person is slipping, the other person is holding their own and vice versa. And don't we sometimes, not only do we kind of judge ourselves to others, but don't we sometimes adjudicate other people's responses and maybe are unhappy with how they're dealing with the situation as well? And that, that can upset you. Listen, totally. None of us live in a vacuum and we can look. And this is what I love, I suppose, in one part about my training in that and it's in another way because you have this 360 view. Mm. So if I'm getting a little bit irked about something, you know, then I pull it back and say, well, hang on a minute, because everyone is in their own bubble or their Mm. own experience and everybody's walking on those marbles and they're different marbles for everybody. But if we recognise what our walk, our challenge, um, our difficulty means to us and we can actually recognise what do I need and how do I take responsibility? And I don't mean taking responsibility in a finger wagging way. Responsibility actually is having the ability to respond to a dilemma. And we can only take responsibility if we really sit back and watch what am I dealing with? How is it impacting me? How personally am I affected each day and what do I need personally as an individual and in that way then we can we can walk our own but we can also recognise that other people need to walk their way too a lot of these mindful things on social media that are sent out to, 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 to judge us and whatever are telling us now to kind of shake off the toxic people and leave the toxicity behind I suppose looking at that in a bigger sense, you know, taking a look at our relationships is not maybe a bad place to to come to, to head into the new year. No, and again, um, it's starting with the relationship with ourselves and then going outwardly. Is that know, the hardest relationship to establish, Mags? The I one think with it ourselves. Can be the most How do we love ourselves? How do we learn to love ourselves? Yeah, well, you see, I think that's the challenge. Yeah. You know, we're taught from a very early age to treat others like you'd like to be treated yourself. But in actual fact, when we look at that, what really should be said is treat yourself like you treat others because treat yourself like you treat others yeah because we're very very good but if we recognise that we maybe overextend or we give an awful lot of ourselves or we're always there for others um, we may not be there in the same way for ourselves very often we're not so it's just very very important to have that relationship with ourselves and that is continuous monitoring and continuous maintenance to establish that loving relationship or at least kind relationship um, A texture says Mags and Edward and I'm pronouncing this wrong so I'll, I'll say that at the start Hige is a big part of my life every day and it is life changing and that's from Margaret and again of course you were talking about this uh, engendering cosiness which yes, I think the concept is, is of, that's the Danish concept yeah Hige I think it's uh, yeah Okay 
um, that co- yeah, make yourself cosy, make your situation uh, cosy. Any other uh, modicums of advice as we head into the new year, uh, Mags? Never give advice. I never give advice. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to open a book here of the my bad words. <laughs> no, I never give advice. You know, if I could give advice to myself, it would be great at times. I never yes, give advice. Yeah. I suppose what I'm looking at for my own personal. Um, intentions this year I'm going to make sure I'm standing on my own playing pitch before I set the goals Mm. I am not going to start by saying well I didn't get as fit as I thought I would last year which I didn't I didn't lose as much weight as I thought I did last year which I didn't I didn't you know but if I start and say well actually I'm going to focus on what I want or what I would like and recognising that through the challenges of everyday life um, that, you know, you're going to keep recognising your limits. You're going to keep kind to yourself and I'm going to keep introducing the concept of cosiness. For me, it's that hot water bottle mm. sitting on my lap. I love it. Absolutely love it. And the little frother, hand frother in the mornings and to froth my milk for the coffee. Lovely. Lovely. Well, I had fresh sheets last night and I slept like the king of Greg Namana. Nothing like it. It was nothing like it. And I showered and creamed my face and everything before I went to bed. And I dressed the bed in about 0.2 of a second this morning because there was literally just an Edward shaped <laughs> gap in the bed. I literally just had to pull up the duvet. Yeah. I don't think I moved yeah. the whole night long. And that's a lovely one, actually, just to even ask yourself, you know, what is my language of care to myself? We, uh, we all know about those languages of love. And I always remember asking two out of three people who are very dear to me. And one of them said, uh, when you change my sheets on a Monday... Um, the other person said when you lit the fire in July and pretended it was Christmas which I had no memory of but actually that was that sense of cosiness and care and connection for them you know so it's really really interesting to ask ourselves what would my idea of cosiness be and you know with great intention bring that forward into the new year and when it falls or when we get stuck and we're not implementing it be curious not furious just be curious and say okay what caused that to drop last week how can I start implementing that concept of cosiness again this week and we can regroup of course we can of course we can and go again yeah we all hit relapse and we just go back into the action into maintenance we drop out of maintenance time and time again but we never have to do all the work all over again once we've started a pattern of behaviour all we have to do is go from relapse back into action recognise that this is a great learning curve and then we maintain how fabulous um, parking all of that uh, Mags um, what will you do for uh, the new year and how was your, your own Christmas I should have started with that before we got into the um, my, I was mad to get into the happiness <laughs> my Christmas was lovely it was downtime and for the new year I'll be meeting with friends and um, looking forward to that and yeah plenty more walking and reading and, and um, eating yeah. But, yeah it was lovely it was a lovely time it's hard to believe it's a week now yeah, just, it certainly just, is. I was telling people at the start of the show, I was so conscious all week. Every morning I woke up, I thought, oh, Jesus, I'm after missing the show. Well, it was a little bit Because I like didn't know morning, yeah. what, what day of the week it was. <laughs> it was really something like that. Yeah, I was uh, a little bit anxious this morning that I would make make a mistake and stay in the bed or yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but listen so, like was, so was I <laughs> <laughs> so was I Mags listen thanks as always and a very happy new year happy to you new and year a healthy year. new year to you and of course to all of our listeners because um, people are in bother you know there's so much bother coming at people at, at, at great speed and nobody is uh, immune to no, it and look happy new year to everybody and I suppose if anyone isn't bothered or going through a hard time just even one little thing to promote a feeling of cosiness today it's 
the bother is there and it's going to wait yeah. for you but just to give yourself that even two minute two minute break yeah, I'm going to look up that hooge or hugge or whatever it is about uh, coziness. I'm wondering if we change the sheets every day, would we get fed up with that as well? We would, I'd say. I'd say yeah. we would. I don't think I will anyway. There's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of work to it. There is. There's there a is. lot of bother to it. Um, but uh, lovely. And I peeled back. I did it early in the morning and then I left the window open all day. So the room was really kind of crisp and cold. And then I had this little Elmas pillow spray that I sprayed on last night. Oh, wow. Night. A whole Experience. I had the whole hotel experience. Did you have a chocolate under the pillow? Uh, no, but I had plenty of them before I got to the pillow, so I, I wasn't deprived of chocolate for sure. Mags, thank you so much. Thank you, thank we're going much. to take a break. We're going to chat New Year's Eve food after this because we're heading down to the Step House Hotel in Burris, which is a lovely spot. And we're going to be joined by um, Executive Chef Alan Foley. He's going to talk to us all about food. But for now, let's take a susbiog. This Saturday show with Edward Hayden. KCLR. With thanks to Lyrath Estate, Kilkenny's luxury hotel. Perfect for spoiling yourself. More details on Lyrath.com. Yes, Casey Law, indeed. Edward Hayden here with you, and you're very welcome back. 083306 is our dinner is ready. E contact line. Let's head down to the Step House Hotel in Burris. Uh, we're joined on the telephone line by Executive Chef um, Alan Foley. Alan, good morning to you, and Happy New Year. Good morning, Ed, and the same. How are you morning. keeping? Great, thanks. Yeah, super. Yeah, I had a beautiful Christmas uh, with the family, nice and relaxed, and everything went swimmingly well so uh, yeah no complaints I needn't ask were you on uh, cooking duty no more than myself I'm sure you were tied to the cooker I was yeah I was sort of drawn to it I suppose you know (laughs) uh, and it's always nice to give a helping hand and you know uh, uh, it was my sister's first Christmas at home so I think there was 16 or 17 of us so yeah, I just stepped in and stepped out where it's where required. No better man for for sure. Um, and you return now, no doubt, to the step house, refreshed and recharged after a few days off. Yeah, we had a couple of days off, which was lovely. Uh, obviously, we were uh, working Christmas Eve, which was extremely busy. And we were off the 25th and 26th, and we were back uh, the 27th. So, yeah, we're back in the full swing of things, and it's been extremely busy. I have no doubt. Sure, listen, it's so fabulous yeah. uh, over there. Alan, New Year's Eve is a kind of a difficult one. So, I mean, many people will have bookings to, to go out and know many people going down to you uh, in the step house. But if you were having a little soiree at home um, mm-hmm. and having people around... A difficult one to know what to cook, isn't it? Because we are kind of, uh, I think it's safe enough for me to say, turkey and hammed out at this stage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we've had our... Uh, had our had fill our, of it. Turkey, yeah, we have our fill of uh, turkey and ham. But you know what I think is lovely, on, especially because sometimes we're going to have friends and family over to ring in the new year. So something light and easy. And I love a charcuterie plate. It's very... Uh, you know, everybody can start to sit yeah. around the nice island and a glass of wine or a glass of champagne. And a couple of selections of meats, like the, go- the goobin salamis are fantastic. So the sh- goobin chorizo, the goobin salami, the peppered salami, a little bit of parma ham, a little bit of pate or a little chicken and fibre parfait is lovely. And a couple of nice relishes. You don't really want to put yourself under too much pressure. You can, but there's a fantastic selection of cured meats and relishes out there with a nice couple of toasty, like maybe a nice sourdough or a flavour like maybe a curry and raisin bread 
and a lovely way to start the evening I think it certainly Good. is and I know that, that's, that's given me memories Alan of your lovely charcuterie board and plate in the step house and it's, it's award winning mm. it's always so delicious and Moorish as well. but that kind of shared dining is, is really popular and it really kind of uh, engenders that whole party vibe doesn't it it does, of course, because everybody and you know they're all in the mood and nice and relaxed and take it easy. Now it's something that you can start the evening. So if your guests or you know family are coming over around seven o'clock, just to get you know to get a good start at the evening, that's a lovely way for the first hour just to sort of introduce people into the house and give something to nibble on. So which I think is fantastic. If you're going to go down to more formal and sit down, I, I have a lovely little dish. It's a prong in spring roll. So you can get fantastic prawns out there. If they're frozen, this will work perfectly as well. So just defrost them in the fridge, um, pat them dry, and then we're going to wrap in them in a little bit of basil, a little bit of smoked bacon, and a little bit of chilli. And then we wrap them in the wontong pastry. And we're going to use uh, a little mango mayonnaise with that. Lovely. And uh, then we have a little salad to go with that, so which is fantastic. So the mango mayonnaise, uh, so you just get a couple of nice ripe mangoes, dice them up as, uh, as good as you can. We're going to add a little bit of root ginger in there, a couple of capers, mango, and then we're going to add the mayonnaise to that mix. You don't want to do it the other way around because you're able to control the consistency by adding the mayonnaise. Finish it in loads of coriander, loads of basil, a couple of fresh spring onions and uh, chives. And it's, all we're going to do then is deep fry prawn spring roll so it, it takes literally seconds to cook so about 30 seconds in the deep fat fryer onto a um, a bit of kitchen roll and that'll absorb all the fat and then we're going to have the mango mayonnaise is there and it's just put into the bowl a range of prawns on top beautiful gorgeous and I think mm. you know there's something about shellfish isn't it that's such a, a cause for celebration yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's not something you have every day. This requires a little bit of preparation. It can be done the day before, so you can be well organized. And that's what I like about the first two starters. They're, once again, the charcuterie, there's very little work in it. Uh, you just have to slice it. And the same with the prawns. It just can be, they can be done the day before, kept in the fridge. The mango mayonnaise can be done the day before. So you're not, you're not, you're not up to 90 on, on New Year's Eve. Everything that I'm suggesting is something that it can be ready. It's pull out of the oven or pull out of the fridge straight into the oven. So and, very, very simple. And you can have all the bubbles chilled. Alan, you're a great hand at the desserts down in the step house as well. I particularly um, bring to mind your lovely chocolate cremeau. But what would be a nice um, New Year's Eve dessert? I think a nice one to finish. Um, a lemon posset, which I think oh, is nice gorgeous. and light and refreshing. And we have it with spiced plums, um, blackberry sorbet and almond biscotti. So you have that lovely creaminess and refreshness of the lemon posset. That little bit of spiced plum, is just remi- it's just the last touch of Christmas, really, you know what I mean? Mm. That most wine sort of taste. That'll work lovely, but a little blackberry sorbet, nice and refreshing, and a little almond biscotti just to uh, give a little bit of texture. Absolutely, so, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, everything there can be made in advance. The lemon pasta can be made the day before. So you look like this wonder chef in your kitchen. All these people are <laughs> impressed with all this. <laughs> you will look pasta. like Alan Foley. People will think you're Alan no, Foley. That's the last. That's the last thing people want to look like. <laughs> More like yourself, Ed, very dapper. Come here till I tell you, uh, what's the situation in the Step House the next few days now? Are you busy um, for New yeah. Year's Eve, New Year's Day? How are you, how are you going or what's, the, what's their plan of service? Yeah. Um, very busy today. We've got a wedding tomorrow. 
uh, to ring in the new year so really looking forward Lovely. to that and then we're full in the bar after the wedding so we've about 140 sitting down for the wedding and they're going to ring in the new year here in the Steppos which is fantastic and then we've got another uh, about 40 in the bar after that so I'll be on my toes tomorrow now I can tell you that have no doubt have no doubt yeah. no better man for it Alan listen good wishes to yourself and all down at the Step House uh, thanks so much for joining us and taking the time I'm sure you could have done without this call this morning but we appreciate That's you awesome. taking it as always and good wishes to yourself and all the team down there in the wonderful Step House yeah. Thank you very much, Ed, and a very happy new year to you and your family and all your listeners, and thanks to all the locals and people from Carlow to Kenny and wherever they come from for coming down and supporting us here in, in the step So we look forward to a, a fantastic 24, and uh, just can't wait. Please, God. Nice to talk to you, Alan. Good morning. Alan Foley there from the Step House Hotel uh, joining us um, as well. Now, um, 0833069696 is our dinnersready.ie contact line here um, as well on K. Or, or, of course, you can telephone us on 1800 90 96 96. And we'd uh, we'd love to hear from we'd love to hear from you uh, on the show. Uh, lots of texts coming in to us here, and lots of good wishes uh, coming in to uh, lots of uh, people. So it's great. There's one here now. I'm after putting my hand here it is hi Edward about New Year's Eve I sit my doorstep at 10 to 12 I look up at the stars focusing on good things that have happened throughout the year and saying thank you I say prayers for the world the family friends then welcome in the new year I ask to feel peace throughout the year I've suffered a lot of loss uh, and from all the pain I've learned all I want is to feel peaceful and you can't feel happy all the time but you can feel peaceful thank you to our listener for sharing that uh, message with us not a bad idea to sit on your step at 10 to at 12 and see what's going on uh, with the world now uh, we're delighted they're behind me well not they're in front of me actually uh, the lovely Sarah Brennan uh, and Mark Duffy from the Watergate Theatre's uh, upcoming production of Aladdin the Panto are with me here in studio good morning to you both good morning Hi, Edward. how are you going we're going good well yeah. I, I was good until you said in the introduction the lovely Sarah Brennan and Mark Duffy the equally lovely oh, Mark okay. Duffy yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> I miss me trick I miss me dealing trick <laughs> listen thank you so much for uh, coming in to us what an honour for you to appear on my show absolutely <laughs> oh, sorry did I say that out loud uh, Sarah I might start with yourself uh, if I can it's that time of the year again and the, the, the panto I suppose you're wearing a couple of hats but the panto very much punctuates uh, a, a high point of the Watergate Fisher's calendar absolutely it's definitely one of the biggest events in the Watergate calendar um, it's one of the main fundraisers as well for of the course, theatre so yeah, it's yeah. important in so many ways um, it's a huge team effort so you know everybody is involved in it from tech front of house backstage you know everybody the whole team is involved in this production so it's all full steam ahead now from today on because it's opening very soon am I right in saying the third opening on Wednesday yes yeah. so we have our cast and our crew our tech team have been working there for the last few days um, just getting everything ready and our set designer and lighting designers 
are in there um, but our full cast and crew are back in today now so literally when once we leave here that's when the magic starts happening the magic and yes. the madness <laughs> and uh, it's Aladdin this year and Mark uh, not only are you play Widow Twenky uh, you also wrote the script of Aladdin as well so there is uh, an abundance of pressure on those very capable broad shoulders uh, I don't feel any pressure anyway. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I know. Look, look. Yeah, I wrote the script, like you know. I am, um, but as Sarah said, that's literally in the grand scheme of things, it's a small part. It's just such a huge, like, effort from so many people. Like, you know, Sarah mentioned them all there. Um, yeah, look, I did my bit. I suppose at the start the guys were happy enough to accept the script and it kind of went from there and, and all the, the real experts then came on board and put their um, put their spin and, and, and their bit of work into it as to, to make the magic happen I'm sure happen. it must have been interesting because I thought when you were writing the script I thought well you listen if you just pulled out all of his kind of wish and jokes from Facebook and put them all into a script <laughs> that should make a great panto but all joking and aside Edward, our job was to pull some of that wish and jokes back out <laughs> That is, that is actually 100% true. That's the money shot there. <laughs> and make it suitable for, yes, suitable for the show, watch. Yes. And that now we go to a commercial break. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Sorry, hello. Is that Miriam O'Callaghan in my ears? <laughs> We're going over to a live OB from Miriam. Um, but come here to tell you, yes. I, I presume, Mark, because you've been involved in lots of productions in, in lots of different ways, but I presume there's a kind of a, a uniqueness about watching. You know about the whole joy of performance and what mm. a performance brings to a text but when you see your own text come to life yeah. that must be special in fairness yeah, yeah special and uh, look if I'm honest probably a little bit kind of um, well I won't say scary in, in equal measures but it's a little well, bit well they're a tough old crowd <laughs> <the wall progression>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah no look it is um, it is look, it, it's, I, uh, I suppose it, it's, it is it's, it is nice it's lovely to see it you know and, and I suppose what's helped me hugely with the script is you know with, it, it's supposed to have been handed over to the cable hands of the likes of Sarah and, and David and Claire and all the other people that I suppose they're, they're seasoned pros you know at this stage um, and actually when I was putting together you can't help but have the likes of the guys in mind so you're nearly writing it as your you know your your picture and David Doyle as a genius or Sarah and Claire as Claire Enriquez as Wishy and Wash or whatever it is so that does mm. all you know help mm. you know when you're dealing with um, <clears throat> very talented people um, <laughs> you know absolutely <laughs> but they have an awful lot of writers so that's the only uh, yeah, thing yeah, yeah, worth course. it though yeah, yeah, worth yeah. it listen let's take a break we're going to chat more Pancho just after this stay with the Saturday Show with Edward Hayden. ACLR. With thanks to Lyrath Estate, Kilkenny's luxury hotel. Perfect for spoiling yourself. More details on lyrath.com. KCLR. Now we are back. You're very welcome. Uh, Edward Hayden here with you on the Saturday Show and uh, delighted to be so. Sarah, you are, um, would it be fair to say, in the world of pantomime, now certainly not in musical theatre, but in the world of pantomime, you're kind of typecast at this stage. You're either a brazen young one or a brazen <laughs> young fella at this stage. Bold and brazen. I just don't know why. Every single year, yeah, I get landed into that role. But um, Couldn't you be the nice little sweet? 
girl from no, next door. I know, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, maybe next year. It'll happen. Yes, it, it will, will happen. happen. Keep trying. Yeah. <laughs> Practice. Um, oh, look, we're having great Wishy fun. and washy as yourself and, and Claire Henrique. Is she you're better established now than Maureen Potter and Rosalie <laughs> Linehan or Twink? Oh, I, I, I'm not too sure about that now, but uh, oh, look, we have the crack and uh, we, we get each other now at this stage, so we do. Um, but look, Mark has been very humble there, but he's a great script written. Uh, lots of family fun in there and just pure escapism for anyone that's that's coming along. It is a sold out show. Um, Don't I know? <laughs> Don't I know? Jesus, um, I tell you, I nearly had to crawl in my belly to get a ticket. <laughs> there is waiting lists in operation. So if anybody is looking, we do tend to be able to sort people on the waiting list so if anybody is looking to go add your name to the waiting list online um, and it is just pure escapism for a couple of hours um, it's great fun I actually just left the theatre before You're kind of relying here. on some family now to get gastroenteritis or something <laughs> <laughs> isn't that terrible I don't miss bad looking anyway yeah. or this time of the year um, too many selection boxes yeah. we've lots of new faces in the mix as well this year so Aladdin is played by um, Robbie Tector is his name and it's Robbie's first time in Panto um, God bless poor Robbie. Poor Robbie, yes. <laughs> he came in a boy and he's leaving a man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we have I've had the same experience. The lovely Leah Comerford is playing Princess Jasmine and she's every little girl and little boy's dream when of they course, see her. Yeah. And just before I left the theatre there, our technician wizards were taking a magic carpet which looks amazing, if I must say so. So, Isn't that the thing though, Sarah, you know, about the Watergate's panto and, and, and this is not, as the Yanks say, blowing smoke smoke up your ass but it's that whole notion of the professionalism of the set and the lights and the technicals that it doesn't look honky-tonk and I mean that with respect to the honky-tonk ones very lucky while it is a community pantomime, we have the open auditions and everybody gets to come in and try out Um, you know and the kids all over the city it's open to them all like we're blessed to have a professional production team working on the panto Um, you know so it just gives it that extra little um, magic touch I suppose 100% Mark I want to know will you get any prawns on New Year's Eve <laughs> <laughs> uh, come back to me on New Year's Day yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we're, actually, we're actually finished at 8pm on New Year's Eve oh shit, that's very early plenty of time for soiree very early I tell you you'd have yeah, them yeah, yeah, yeah. lashed out in no time tell me the schedule between now and then Mark because there's a good bit of uh, heavy and still to be done now as you move into yeah, the theatre yeah said we've been off for the last part, break over Christmas for well just over a week so like we're back in now really now until we open on Wednesday we're back in this afternoon um, vast majority tomorrow um, we have our tech rehearsal on Monday dress on Tuesday standard stuff and we open to a live audience on uh, Wednesday night so yeah look all systems go it's a crazy time but it's it's like I think I know for myself and I was speaking to Sarah there as well like you're still mad to get back into it like you know we've had the break now of a week or 10 days or whatever it is um, and I suppose even as, as David actually said to, the, to everyone before we left David Dial, the director that when we come back in you're going to see it really come to life you know you're going to have your costumes your sets the tech team are going mm. to be in it's really going to add just another you know a layer to it all together you know that's so. the thing Sarah with the costumes there's kind of bloomers and frocks uh, a binty and plenty of silk I'm sure for uh, for Aladdin absolutely. as well absolutely I literally just unloaded my car there I went to collect costumes yesterday and the people in the costume place were laughing I drive a beetle and they said <laughs> how is this going to happen but we made it happen and hopes in a Volkswagen <laughs> full to the rafters with sequins and glitz and glamour so um, yeah lots of uh, excitement today as all the costumes are added in um, and I just want to mention that this year is our first year to add a relaxed performance that's right 
right. To the Panto, to that, and that's yeah. happening next Sunday evening. Um, so we're all really looking forward to that. Um, Tell me about that, Sarah, in terms of um, the uptake for it, um, because it is for people who maybe have sensory issues or sensory needs, so they don't, they can do as they as they wish. Yeah, so um, the uptake was amazing. People ah. were just so grateful, um, you know, to be able to bring um, people that might benefit from coming to a relaxed performance and, you know, having the opportunity to come mm-hmm. in. Um, so what we will do is everything will just be toned down a little bit. Um, the house lights will remain up so people can move freely in and out. Um, people can come and go as they please if they need to leave for a little while, come back in. The sound will be reduced so there'll be no sudden loud bangs or movements and um, the lighting will all be, be no tons. farts on the stage there's always a fart <laughs> no farts on the relaxed night everything will literally just be nice and relaxed and calm and people can come and go and do as they please and we are just so delighted that we have the opportunity this year to be able That's to perform really good. this and it'll be interesting I'm sure um, and by interesting I mean uh, you know with respect it will be a challenge for performers as well because it'll be a different vibe yeah absolutely like at that stage we'll have six shows under our belt so you're you know you're really into the swing of it then and then suddenly we'll have to change it up but I've no doubt this cast will deliver a, a super evening next Sunday for anybody who's yeah. coming and along I know for myself personally speaking I've never been in a, a relaxed performance like do you know what I mean I've been relaxed in life I've been relaxed theater. at a lot of performances <laughs> I've never been in a relaxed performance <laughs> too relaxed at some performances probably um, so for me and I know I speak on behalf of probably a lot of the, the, the rest of the, the people in the show like it's, it's going to be interesting from our point of view just to for be sure. to, to see you know on the night what you know how, um, how it works and stuff so yeah again it's something that so I'm definitely looking forward to me as on a personal level myself Edward well listen it's great and it's a wonderful opportunity for the children in particular I mean it is all about the children not only to yeah. take part in it you know the singing and the dancing and waving at mammy and granny in the front row it's it's a fabulous opportunity but also for the audience as well now I'm really looking forward to attending with my three nephews Eddie, Joey and Sean that's what I got them for Christmas we're going to the Panto and we're going for our dinner beforehand we're going to have to spaghetti bolognese and ice cream beforehand ah, lovely, lovely. so when we're in the theatre we'll be full to the gills with spaghetti bolognese and pizza and we're really looking forward to it and looking forward to seeing you I know it's going to be super thanks for coming don't worry Edward, us. we won't mention you at all oh no there, well, is, there are no jokes left in the script about Edward Hayden I promise <laughs> they told me when I went to the Carlo one that I had no friends to go with and I had to go with uh, uh, I went with uh, Jennifer Murnay and O'Connor they told us that we had no friends and that's why we had to go with each other <laughs> a bit sharp I thought a bit sharp yeah. uh, anyway well, last year anyway Sarah and Claire told me that I was uh, down in Langton's getting a shift at 2 o'clock in the morning <laughs> Sometimes dreams do come true. <laughs> Sarah, thanks so much. Mark, so much. Edward, uh, Sarah, just on the business end of things, if by chance there was a, an outbreak of gastro, um, <laughs> if by is chance it worth putting it on a waiting no, list? I want to be getting gastro. If I go, I'd be taking, what are those things, emodium, <laughs> and heading to the theatre. No, it absolutely is. Um, you know, for various reasons, uh, sometimes people do need to contact us and give back tickets. Um, so if you contact the Watergate box office is open from Wednesday, um, or if you go online right now and you look up the panto you'll be able to add your details to the waiting list and if anything comes available we go down through the list and we'll contact you Lovely Sarah Brennan Mark Duffy thank you so much and you brought in a young helper uh, this morning as well Mark as well Oh this is uh, my, my young lad Charlie Charlie's uh, in panto as well oh, Good yeah. man Charlie are you all set for it? Yeah. Are you looking forward to it? Yeah. He's not He's not a great lover of rehearsals but he loves the he loves the limelight in the week of the show so there's no different to his father Chuck Mayor Chuck Soul isn't that what they say if you have a black cat you'll have a black kitten 
Yeah. These are like the Von Traps, which we'll speak about uh, much further again. We'll climb that mountain at a later stage, Sarah. Boom, boom. Uh, thanks so much. Best wishes to David Doyle, who is the director, and of course, all the cast and crew of The Watergate. It'll be great. Thank uh, you. That Thank takes you me to the thanks. end of this morning's show. Thanks so much to uh, Tara Burnham, a wonderful producer this morning. As I said, she's going to be on the New Year's Eve party tomorrow night from 10pm until 1 in the morning, ringing in the new year on Case Lauren. We'd love your uh, company here. Um, Eddie Hughes is up next with the Saturday brunch. Thank you so much to you all for all your kindness and generosity of time and spirit throughout the year and joining with me uh, every Saturday morning on this uh, endeavour. We really do appreciate it and please God 2024 will be good and kind uh, to you all and as Mags told us earlier on, we might all seek that sense of contentment for 2024 but until we meet again folks, God bless you all. This Saturday show with Edward Hayden. KCLR. With thanks to Lyrath Estate, Kilkenny's luxury hotel. Perfect for spoiling yourself. More details on lyrath.com.